0: Start your engines! Entering its seventh season, the Lapped Traffic Podcast has brought you over 300 shows, driver and media interviews, awesome stories and entertainment, and one of the coolest fantasy leagues around. Get ready for another exciting season. Sit back, relax, and try not to get laughed. Now, here's your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd! Oh, what is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 309 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Yes, I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. What a couple of weeks. Lot to get into here. Uh, hope you enjoyed Martinsville by the looks of social media. Some of you did, and a lot of you did not. And. Going to get into all that here in just a bit with the most perfect guest based off the last two weekends of racing and where we're at. Very excited here in just a minute. Um, hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Sorry for the off week last week. Didn't have anyone lined up. It was just a crazy week for me. Um had to go into the office a couple extra days last week so it was a huge help to not have to do the show and also allowed me to get in a round of golf so uh, I'm sorry Lab Traffic Nation but it was golf in April podcast no guest and I'm sorry I opted for the golfing in April Uh, but excited to be here this week Excited to be back behind the mic. A uh, couple of quick stories. Like I said, got the first round of golfing, which was awesome. So awesome to get back on the course. Shot pretty well, considering haven't swum the club since like September of last year. Um, and then this past weekend, we took Alden to the zoo for the first time, which was so cool to see him in that new space, that environment with the animals, which was so cool. Did some grilling, all that good stuff, which is always zen for me. I, You know, everyone's got their zen thing. Being down here in the man cave with a beverage, talking for you guys is a zen time for me, as well as, you know, standing behind a grill, the smoker, whatever it may be. So uh, all that, here we are. We're back to the grind and uh, another Tuesday and another awesome show Hope you enjoyed the show a couple weeks ago with Dustin Albino. Always great to have him on. Love talking NASCAR and especially love talking wrestling with Dustin Albino. We uh, we recapped WrestleMania, and uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to probably talk a little bit more wrestling than normal just because we're on the road to SummerSlam, which is here in Metro Detroit. I got what I would consider – I mean, outside of being front row – at any event, uh, I would say I've got the next best seat and, uh, I am, I am pumped for SummerSlam. I'm pumped for August. I am pumped for SRX at Berlin. I'm pumped for NASCAR. I mean, I'm going to have one hell of a dude weekend and dude, cause I'll be doing it solo. Lindsay might come down, hang out, hang out with me a little bit uh saturday downtown before SummerSlam. i'm going myself i'm like what one tickets were just astronomical and and two uh you know Lindsay does her thing every once in a while brandon's got to do his thing every once in a while so i am very much looking forward to a uh a zen few days there in august but i do not want to rush summer that is for sure so what do we got going on tonight well The legendary Jeff Striegel is going to be on in just a second, which is awesome. Uh, I've got uh, Catching Up with Lab Traffic. We've got uh, some takes from you guys about this past weekend, Lab Traffic Fantasy, all that good stuff. So uh, without further ado, Jeff and I get a little long-winded sometimes, so I'll cut the intro monologue short, if you will, and let's just get Jeff Striegel on the line. All right, Traffic Nation joining me on the line for his unprecedented 26th appearance on the show. Lots to talk about. Very excited from this one from MRN Radio and Berlin Raceway. It's Mr. Jeff Striegel. Sir, how are you?
1: I am doing well. I hope you are too, and I'm glad to
0: it's great to have you back man it's it's been a minute uh episode 300 last year uh you know we're only nine episodes in this year but uh it's it's been a minute and glad to have you back on
1: yeah it's good to be back on and you know what it was cool to be on episode 300 it's cool to be on right now and i i want to take a second and say hello to sweet i know she is one of your biggest fans biggest supporters and uh, i think we'll surprise her by calling her out just saying thanks for uh, into your podcast
0: you you cut out so the name didn't come in so who are we shouting out to
1: sweet caroline
0: oh sweet caroline she is she is amazing she is an incredible human being um yep. i've i've had the opportunity to talk to her a couple of times and uh absolutely yes she is she's amazing
1: Anybody that supports you and one of your podcasts in a positive way, I think deserves a shout out. So we'll give her a shout out before we get going and say hello. And then uh, we'll dive into what was the short track swing heading into the biggest racetrack that we go to as far as an in- concerned talladega is up next so we got a lot to get to we
0: do so well and i normally we end with this but i i think it's it's worth doing at the start uh and and that is to talk about berlin srx congratulations on a sellout i know it's got to be you know it's it's the the amount of extra work between doing, you know, the, the MRN gig and, and not even a gig job. Right. And yeah. and promoting for for Berlin and all of that work that you do over there. Uh, it's 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 more than two full time jobs, I imagine. And it is it is awesome to see the fans, the sport all rallying around. Berlin and and bringing in the SRX series, I'm going to be there. I can't wait, and I am excited to to share in that opportunity with with great race fans in August.
1: Yeah, for sure, and, and I appreciate that. So thank you very much. You know, it's bittersweet, and I'll tell you why. Uh, it's bittersweet in the fact that there are a number of very very good friends, loyal race fans, longtime Berlin Raceway supporters that do not have their SRX ticket and they call me and they text me and they email me and they ask, what can you do to get me a ticket? And it's like, dude, unfortunately sold out, sold out. So I hate it for uh, those that don't have a ticket. I love it for those that do obviously. And we've got a big, you know, we got a big party planned. It'll be a two day party on August the 3rd and August the 4th uh, actually August 2nd and August the 3rd, I apologize. Uh, and we got the biggest names in the sport, uh, obviously coming. The only thing that we don't know, there's a 12, uh, car available, and we just don't know who's going to be behind the wheel of that car yet, but we know Tony's going to be there and Brad's going to be there. And I'll, and I'll ask you this, Brandon, as you well know, uh, you know, it's big when you can identify the drivers by their first name and everybody knows who you're talking about
0: absolutely there's there's no doubt about that and i i mean it, to, to me that just also shows a testament to 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 what you do jeff in that kevin harvick uh kyle bush brad keselowski tony stewart uh you know one for tony to to, to bring the the series to berlin and two to get those drivers to to come on a uh, race, you know, a Thursday to come and race. Uh, I mean, that just shows the respect I think everybody has for you and Berlin Raceway. I
1: I appreciate that. And I, and I hope you're right. Or at least a portion of that is right. Um, I do know this, and this is what's kind of cool. Originally I thought I knew who that final driver was going to be. I thought it was going to be one of two individual drivers, but in talking to Don Hawk, who runs SRX, on behalf of Tony Stewart, he told me this week that there actually are 13 drivers that are vying for that last seat. Wow. And I thought, and you know what? I thought about asking him. you know, Don, who are they? And I thought, you know what? Out of respect for him and for what they're doing, I didn't do that, but I can probably guess a couple of them. And... You know, I mean, knowing that they're the biggest names in our sport, and I'm talking motor racing, I'm not talking about NASCAR, you've got IndyCar, NHRA drag racing is represented, Um, past and present future Hall of Famers are, you know, are obviously on that list. It's like, man, oh man, I wonder who those drivers are. But I know that at the end of the day, Don will make the best decision possible and put somebody in that car, and we're all going to be proud of having that individual there. Um, I can tell you this. We opened the gates Saturday night, as you know, Yep. and we were greeted with a massive crowd. We put on a big show. uh, Based on everything I read on social and the comments and the emails that I get, I guess everybody was very happy with the opening show. I watched it from Martinsville the best I could. And I, too, was happy with the way the team performed on opening night. So we're off and rolling. Uh, I love our fans up here. They support us. uh, And I'm, I'm so proud of that. I think more than anything, Brandon, is the fact that when we open the gates, the fans show up and they support their favorite driver. And we move from one weekend into week number two coming up this weekend, weather permitting. I hate to say that, but we're in Michigan. I know. 75 on Thursday and a chance of snow on Saturday. So it's just what we face.
0: I got a round of golf in last week. We took Alden to the Detroit Zoo for the first time over the weekend. And I'm sitting down here in the basement in sweatpants and a hoodie because there was snow earlier today. Like, it's... Like you said, it's it's just Michigan. You either get that reference or you don't.
1: <laughs> well, and and I can add to that that again, as you know, being you know, both of us are from the state of Michigan. For those listening that don't know, um, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we either had a record high temperature or we were right there with it. Yep. And when I got home from Martinsville there was snow on the ground. There was mm-hmm. snow at my house. Yep. Yeah. And I'm thinking how in the world is that possible to have, we were 82 on Saturday for the season opener at Berlin. I get home on Monday at 11 o'clock and there's snow on the ground. So yep. Yep. you just never know.
0: Um, what are uh, what are some upcoming events? I know you've got you've got a college night, you got superhero night, which is probably going to be really cool. Um, you've got stuff going on Cinco de Mayo, Mother's Day. You know what? What are some of the the series that uh, fans can expect uh, over the next couple of weeks at Berlin?
1: That's one reason why I appreciate you is you do your homework, and and that that is very much appreciated. You're right. Uh, With everything you said there, that's what's going on behind the scenes as far as themes are concerned. Uh, We've got the modified, the Midwest Modified Tour that will be rolling into town on May the 6th. Uh, Wing Sprint Cars, the fastest cars ever to run at the Berlin Raceway, will be here on May the 20th. Um, Those are our spring start time dates where we go green at 4 o'clock. And then we bump back to May the 27th. Uh, all of our local divisions will be running along with fireworks. And then we start at 630. That'll be followed up by ARCA, Money in the Bank, one of the biggest super. Here, I'll, I'll tell you what, I was going to say the biggest super late model races in the country. You want to hear something cool, Brandon? Yes, sir. We have 34 entries already for Money in the Bank on June 7th already 34 entries and this is not to pick on anybody this is just a showcase where i think we're at right now you take a look at what big super late model races are attracting around the country and they'd be pretty darn impressed if they could pull 34 cars we have that right now and we're still two months out two months out yeah so you know and there's there's a couple more people that are in our, hanging in the wings waiting to make a decision and those would be big name drivers along with the bubba pollards that are already going to be here so there's a lot going on and i appreciate that everybody can check it out at berlinraceway.com you can follow Berlin Raceway on twitter or check them out on facebook to see the latest that we've got going on but we're uh, we're up and running and looking forward to a big season
0: absolutely i love it like i said everyone i will be out there in august I will be bringing some stuff to give away to hang out before the race with uh, with anybody that wants to uh, come meet up. I will be out there, Jeff. It's it's that weekend, man. I, I so here's here's the rundown. So I'm going to come drive out Thursday morning, uh, go to the race, come back Friday, Saturday obviously uh, MIS weekend. However, for the first time in years, I will not be at the track on Saturday because. As you know, I am a diehard WWE fan, and SummerSlam yep. is at Met- in Detroit Saturday night. Uh, so fun. I'll be going to that, and then driving out to the track uh, on Sunday morning. So it's uh, it's going to be a hell of a weekend for both of us in many different ways, man. But uh, I am beyond excited for for that four day stretch there. I took Monday off <laughs> to to, re- I... to
1: regroup. I'm gonna add another thing, and it was just announced today. Now, the fans listening to us right now are gonna laugh and roll their eyes, and that's okay. (laughs) Permission granted. You can roll your eyes at this one. Just announced. Now, some people that know me well on social know that I am a big Berlin, not Raceway, Berlin the band, Terry Nunn in Berlin, um, Take your breath away is the song that made them popular way back. <laughs> you know where I'm going with I this. Do. Well, just announced today, Berlin is actually going to be at Pine Knob on Friday night. Oh. So the, I know this is big. I've already called. I've already called Alex Hayden and he's like dude I'm down because they're there so somebody better be listening and better be offering me free tickets because we're (laughs) giving them this plug but it's Culture Club uh, Howard Jones and Berlin and so I called Alex I said dude you are not going to believe what just was released he's like what and I told him he's like Oh, my gosh, Culture Club. I love them. Okay, well, I don't know that I'm the Culture Club's biggest fan right? or even a fan, but, but I want to go see Berlin. <laughs> yeah. He wants to go see Culture Club. In between is Howard Jones, and the problem is while I do have the night off because I requested it because of SRX, yep. Arca, ARCA is racing at MIS on Friday night. So as close as they are, within grasp. I'm not sure I can pull that concert off, and I'm I'm also thinking about actually reaching out to the band because uh, you and I have talked off air. My my goal is Berlin at Berlin. Yes. So I yes. don't know if I can make that happen or not. But doggone it, they're that close. It's like somehow I got to be able to get over there and see them. And I I realize that this is not why you're having me on the show. No, so I'm I done talking hey, about no, all that.
0: I tell you what, if if MRN well let well well I'll I'll call the race for you on Friday night drive home Saturday but something tells me I may not have the credentials to fill in. For well, Jeff they've
1: already granted. I'm al- I'm already off. The problem is I'm going to end up going to this concert by myself and that oh. just seems weird and awkward so I don't know if somebody wants to go to the Berlin concert with me after this promotion <laughs> for this thing I better have a pair of free tickets and If somebody wants to go, all they gotta do is hit me up. We'll Uh, see what happens. I'm
0: gonna tag the band on Twitter and use a sound bite from this, so maybe that'll help.
1: Well, I would hope so. (laughs) Terry, if you're listening, uh, Terry Nunn, lead singer, uh so much so much talent. (laughs) <laughs> all right. Anyway, let's anyway, talk. Uh, okay. Let's talk NASCAR. Yes. That's what you called me for.
0: Yes. All right. So let's let's do this because I didn't do a show last week. I had an off week. Um, I want to get your quick take on uh, Bristol. Um, you know, third time there. Um, you know, I get uh, social media is where most negativity goes. Not always <laughs> all positive. Uh, what's What's Jeff Striegel's thought on? Bristol Dirt, do, do we throw the towel in if you had, you know, your, your way? What, what do you think?
1: You know you can't ask me questions that I'm going <laughs> to respond to honestly. You know, that's, that's, hopefully that's what separates me from, from other guests is you ask me a question, I'm going to give you an honest answer. Yes, and, I love it. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a fan, I'm, but I'm going to paint it this way. I watched it. We don't do that race, so I'm home, and I I watched it on TV, and I was thoroughly impressed with what I saw on the racetrack. I thought, as far as a race was concerned, that was probably one of the better races I've seen in a long time. There was side-by-side, two-wide, three-wide racing for the lead throughout throughout the event, and that's what people want, and they got it. All right. Then you get to the whole dirt thing. And I think you and I talked about this before when we were talking about Eldora and trucks. And I'm not a fan of taking a pavement race car and putting it on dirt. I'm just not. Um, I don't want to take our super late models from Berlin and go up to Merritt Speedway that is a dirt track and put them on there and see what they can do. I'm just not interested. If you were to give me... Outlaw dirt late models, the kind that you know, Kyle Larson can wheel on a, on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night, I'm all for it. But I'm just, I, I just don't feel like pavement race cars, trucks, cup cars, Xfinity cars, I don't care what it is. I just don't think they belong in the dirt. So for me, I love the racing and I give them a lot of credit. They do a lot of work and there's a lot of effort that goes into that venue yeah. to pull that off. But for me, I've seen it. It's been great. I appreciate that. I'm ready to go back to uh, two Bristol pavement races throughout the year.
0: Uh, I'm with you. I think the fans are with you. And uh, I'm, 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 I'm with you there. Uh, so the, the next two questions all kind of tie into to, uh, uh, hopefully what is a nice little bow in, in where I think we're at here. Uh, Martinsville. Saw some some okay racing. Trucks put on a pretty good show. Xfinity had some guys up front. We haven't talked much about this season. You know, Daniel Hamrick was up there, uh, who's been really non-existent since his championship win. To be honest with you, uh, right. both winners dominated the race. Both winning. You know, the first two stages and picking up the win. Sunday was unique. Um, what are your takeaways? You know. Quick synopsis from this weekend at
1: Martinsville. All right. So, you know, I got a couple thoughts there. Number one, don't call us and say you can't pass at Martinsville. All right. Did we see a ton of passing for the lead? No, we did not. But here's the thing that you and I have talked about numerous times. I can't control what TV is showing you sure. on TV. If they, if they choose to lock in on John Hunter Niemicek, for the Xfinity race and follow him lap after lap after lap, then yep, I get it. You're going to say, man, this was boring for those that were in attendance. And I did, uh, Alex and I drove back to Raleigh after the race on Sunday and everybody that was in attendance called it one of the best races they've seen. If you're watching it at home on TV might be one of the most boring races you've ever seen. You've got to be there in person. Because the battle for fourth is intense with five or six cars just banging on one another. Yeah, Up front, maybe not. Um, and I get it. But we did see drivers that got penalized that made their way back up through the pack. Did they ultimately, Ryan Priest, did he rally from last back to first where he dominated the first 135 laps? No, he didn't. Um, that's the penalty you pay for speeding on pit road. It cost him a win. So, you know, everybody's going to have their opinion, and I value that. If you're there, you're watching it in person, you probably found some pretty good battles and a lot of fun to be there. If you're watching it on TV, hopefully you're listening to it on the radio um, because we will draw back, as you know, Brandon, and yes. we'll pick up those battles where there's five or six cars. Or there, you know, we, there were plenty of times where we were talking about drivers outside of the top 20 that were just throwing haymakers at one another and we're thinking, what are you doing back there? You're battling for 24th, but yet you're willing to wreck a race car in order to pay back the driver that just got into you. So, you know, it's short track racing. There's going to be good. There's going to be bad. There's going to be somewhere in between. And I think coming out of Martinsville, this one was one of those that was somewhere in between. But, you know, when you're there and you can, you know, find your own battle, you're you're probably highly entertained.
0: Absolutely. No, there's no doubt about that. And And I have... I've said this numerous times. You know, there are sometimes you you want the TV and the broad TV broadcast. There are sometimes, uh, and, and I I use the baseball analogy with this quite quite often to where, you know what? Sometimes I don't I don't want to see anything. I want to be sitting on the deck with a beverage, and I just want to hear. And, and really? I want that picture painted for me. And I tell you what uh you know jeff you, you just said it you know you guys you guys go through the field a lot more than what the tv side of things can do right and i tell you what guys you know turn the tv on put it on mute and and pull up mrn on the app or if your local radio gets it you know put put that on the, the old dial there if you will and um it might change some 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 perspectives
1: and we have a lot of people that will you know, hit us up on Twitter and and tell us that, that, you know, they tune into TV, but they'll turn the TV down and sync it to the radio broadcast when we can, when we're able to do that. Not always are we able to do that. And I appreciate, you know, when we see that for sure. Um, I do know that, you know, Mike joy and his team and Rick Allen with his team, they do the absolute best they can. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, a producer, that is going to pick where they want their cameraman to focus in on. And I can't control that. You can't control that. The fans can't control that, but don't always gauge the value of a race based on, you know, what you see on TV. The best way to do it is to buy a ticket and support the track. Um, There were empty seats at Martinsville. There were empty seats at Bristol and there's plenty of seats available at At Talladega, I'm sure. And Talladega is going to put on a great show. What we see on TV, that I can't control. But ultimately, uh, I think when people are there, all we got to do is go back to the Coliseum. I mean, those that that, um, watched that race on TV, they didn't like it. But I never heard one person that was there in person that said anything other than this was a great event. So I, I do get it. Um, there are going to be those that enjoy it, and there are going to be those that don't. There are going to be times when we have a tremendous race for the win, and there are going to be times when we don't. But that's why we line them up and go racing every weekend because it's going to be something different.
0: Absolutely, it's it's definitely uh, it's it's been different this year. There there is no doubt about that. Um, Jeff, we're four cup races away from hitting the halfway point of the regular season, which is crazy. Uh, any, any, any surprises, you know, one way or another, whether, Hey, this, this team's impressed me or this team's fallen short almost halfway through the regular season.
1: Yeah, there is. Um, you know, and I probably won't make the teams happy when I say this, but nobody has stepped out and really said, we're going to be the organization. Let's start there. We're going to be the organization to beat. Uh, I think Hendrick right now is number one but they're not as dominant as what we've seen Hendrick Chevrolets in the past. Um, Team Penske has been hit and miss. Stuart Haas Racing has been hit and miss. Joe Gibbs Racing has been very hit and miss. That's This isn't the same dominating organization that we've seen over the years. So I think from that standpoint, that, that's what maybe surprises me the most. I wanted to see what Trackhouse was able to do Could they come right back after having that great season a year ago? Um, I don't think we've seen Chastain and Suarez win yet. So there's just, I think I have more questions at this point in the season than what I actually did coming into Daytona, thinking that somebody was going to step out or two or three organizations, maybe two or three teams, and really fly the banner that, hey, if you're going to win a championship, you're going to have to beat us, I'm not sure who that us is. Kyle Larson may be getting ready to hit a roll. William Byron looked like he was going to be unstoppable at the beginning of the year, but I'm not prepared to say that yet. I think they're the, the best right now. They're kind
0: of boom we're, and bust for me, you know, like t- two weeks it. ago, two wins. But outside, you know, outside of the top 16, you know, we're, yeah. we're nine races in HMS has four wins. I mean, you know, roughly half the wins have come out of HMS, but it, it doesn't feel like that,
1: you know. Well, that's why I say you got to give them the nod. You know, right now, the best organization week in and week out has to be Hendrick. Um, I'm not sure when team Penske is going to flex their muscle. I thought for a while there that Stuart Haas racing obviously was going to be the organization to beat this weekend. All four of their cars, all four of their cars finished one, two in stage one or stage two, meaning that Harvick and Elmerola were one, two in one stage and I'm making it up right now. And Priest and Briscoe were one, two in the other stage. It's like, man, these guys have got it going on. And Hendrick and Gibbs were nowhere to be found. And we even talked about it on the radio. Where's Hendrick? Where's Gibbs? They're the ones that dominate at Martinsville. Ford does not win. I think it's been 10 races since they won uh, at either Martinsville or on a short track. And yet here they are dominating. And then by the time you get down to the end of the race... One thing or another leads you to those cars are no longer running in the top ten, and there are the Gibbs cars and there are the Hendrick cars. So inconsistency, I think, has been probably the the norm for 2023. Teams just being inconsistent and not being able to get on a roll.
0: I, I, I hear you there, um, Chase Elliott, back this time after after injury. Uh, yeah. Did you notice a different buzz around the track, that knowing that Chase is going to be <laughs> going to be behind a car or behind the wheel this weekend?
1: I never uh, was a loss to know exactly where he was. I can tell you that. Um, all you needed to do was follow the tremendous mob scene that was following him everywhere he went. So sure, um, you know, I felt like there was. It, it was great to have him back, and I think the thing that that stood out to me the most was his ability after 400 grueling laps, first time back in the car since what, Las Vegas or prior to Las Vegas. I don't remember exactly Yeah, West, what it, was. it was the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. And um, he ran very well. And then ultimately when it came time to go to the payout window, he's up there running in the top 10. So he's great for the sport. There's no doubt about it we all know that people show up to see Chase Elliott race a race car. And for a while there, I thought he logged a lot of laps. And when it came down to, you know, maybe lap 300 or 400, all of a sudden he began to move up and, you know, I was proud of their effort. I thought they did great. I'm looking forward to seeing him at Talladega and then, you know, obviously, to Dover and Kansas and whatnot. So it's just good to have him back.
0: Absolutely, uh, Jeff. Let's 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 end it a little different than we than we normally do, because uh, for years, for years, Jeff, we ended it with where Chevy and we we know where Chevy's at. Um, there's been some talk lately around penalties, points, and all of that. And years ago, you know, if a driver was penalized and the team filed an appeal, the appeal was more or less just a a formality, a, you know, let's put on a face for our fan base to know that we're not happy and and we're going to appeal to NASCAR. Very, very rarely was anything overturned in that regard. And. We've seen some stiff penalties handed down. We've seen some stiff penalties overturned uh, yeah. this year. Um, is there too much inconsistency? What, Where where are you at in terms of, you know, is, is there credibility potentially being lost with some of the things that have gone on from that regard?
1: Well, I think if you're looking at it from an organization uh, or a team, then absolutely there's credibility that's been lost. NASCAR is trying to police what is going on on and off the racetrack. The drivers and the teams, I should say the teams, not the drivers, but the teams are trying to take advantage of every opportunity that they can. So now that's what we've been doing year in and year out. That's never going to change. But now if NASCAR hands out a penalty, uh, and a team appeals, then all of a sudden we find ourselves in an inconsistent situation. We just saw that, right? Yep. One team is penalized, one team is not. That is not obviously good for the sport. We, we all get that. I mean, my gosh, if, if we all complain about a holding penalty or a pass interference penalty that's called in a Super Bowl that you called it on this team, but you didn't call it on that team All right, well, that's a spur-of-the-moment judgment call. You can't go back and necessarily review it on instant replay because the call is what the call is, and the team's got to live with it. Well, what obviously we're seeing here is that you can go back, you can review, you're going to an appeals panel, and it's up to that appeals panel to determine whether they think NASCAR is correct or if they think the organization is correct. And we saw it very blatantly where one appeals panel, not the same group of people, but one saw it one way and a different appeals panel saw it a different way. And one was penalized and one was not. And that I don't think that's good uh obviously it's not good right because if you get penalized and i don't and it's the same infraction that's just flat out not good it's not good for the sport not good for the organization not good for the sponsors it's not good for anybody
0: yeah i agree i I, I think i i don't know if it's a we need a set appeals panel for maybe you know either a a season or you know um x number of races or, or something but you know that that's a a legit gripe from an from a organization, a crew chief, a team, a fan perspective. You know, and that like that was a great analogy with, with, on the football side of things. Like, I mean, that's one of the the most common things. You know, like that the the pass interference call, who gets it, who doesn't is or, or roughing the passer. If you're Tom Brady, you're getting a call that you know a, a rookie quarterback isn't getting. You know, and and that's Correct. where that's where. There, if there's a way to eliminate the inconsistency or reduce it to some capacity, NASCAR's got to take a look at that, I feel.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Do you think the NFL is going to put an appeals panel in place for you know, the, the regular Sunday afternoon game or the Super Bowl or a playoff so that you know, there is that roughing the, uh, the passer penalty and, you know, the Detroit Lions decide they're going to appeal that. We stop the game. And in the meanwhile, the Dallas Cowboys are sitting on the other sideline waiting to find out whether, you know, the appeals panel feels like it actually was or wasn't. And then they make a ruling and they right. overrule, you know, the <laughs> officials and they side with the team or vice versa. You know, you're taken away. And I, and I do get it. Um, a lot of fans feel like, NASCAR is out to get the organization. Well, I, I, I don't think that. And I think when we all understand the organization, NASCAR is trying to keep it a level playing field. Here are the rules abide by them. The team on the other side of the equation takes a look at those rules and they look at it, they dissect it, they put it under a microscope, and they say, here's where I think we can get an advantage. That's been NASCAR for 75 years. That's never going to change. Yep. Not at the NASCAR level, not at the local short track level, nowhere ever. So, you know, when you, when you I guess when you get your hand slapped, if, if you're caught doing something, there's a penalty for it. Um, and if, if you happen to be in an organization that doesn't push the rules, well, then shame on you because you're probably getting beat week in and week out. So yep. Yep. it's a slippery slope. But when you add that level of an appeals panel that is not consistent, that leaves us all to interpretation, and we think this person is right and that person's wrong, and I think exactly the opposite. And we all go back on Monday morning, and we, you know, we talk about how it's not fair. Well, it is to a degree, right up until we decide that we're going to look at it from a, you know, from a different standpoint.
0: Absolutely, I love it. Um, I'm with you 100 there, uh, Jeff. Man, great to catch up with you as as always, yeah. sir. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, and and uh, we'll uh, we'll definitely do this before M I S, and um, I you know tradition has been a pre and post M I S show. Uh, if we, we may have to extend that a week, just based on the weekend us both are going to have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're going to call me, and I'm going to say I'm setting up barricades and <laughs> and trying to set up you know handicap parking and all right? of this and that. I don't, but you know what. I've always got time for you. So I no matter what you. we figure out, plus I'm going to see you there. Maybe we'll just yes. do it live from the track. That'd be great. We'll have fun with that. And then on, on Monday or Tuesday following MIS, we'll both be dead tired, but yes. we'll still we'll... find a way to put on uh, put on a show. I love it.
0: All right, brother. Great to talk to you. Lab Traffic Nation, huge thanks, Jeff Striegel, for uh, coming back on the show. Number 26. Appreciate you, brother. We'll talk to you soon.
1: You got it, buddy. Thank yeah. you.
0: All right, Lab Traffic Nation. I mean, does Jeff Striegel deliver or does Jeff Striegel deliver? And and it's he delivers. He always delivers. I love him. Love having him on the show. Cannot wait to see uh, Jeff Striegel in action in August at Berlin, a uh, completely, you know, different realm for him. I mean, obviously, always at the track, but, you know, I see him in the press box, you know, uh, you know doing that side of things. I can't wait to see him on the on the track promoter side. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. If you're going to Berlin in August, let me know. Let's do a let's do a lapped traffic uh meetup at Berlin if you're gonna be there. Let's let's do this thing. So all right, there's that. Uh let's let's get into things. Let's see what you guys had to say about this past weekend and where we're at, you know, nine races in to the twenty twenty three NASCAR season. All right. So my question for you guys this week is, does it seem like it's been a bleep show each week with something weird happening and haven't been able to like really hit a stride, you know, and, and I feel like we're in for more of the same with next week being Daga, you know, we're going to get the big ones, you know, and, and that's not going to help the situation either. So what what are your guys thoughts? Um, Evan Roller at Evan Roller Two, brother. I've been lost every weekend since Daytona. Uh, Scott at 1985 Wagner. Each week has had something stand out that had nothing to do with who wins. The racing this year has not been the best nor the worst. Hard to remember who won because of everything else has made this year hard to follow. Matt, Scott, I mean, you summed that up perfectly there. Kenny at Pro underscore 88. NASCAR pretends they don't have a problem. Drivers are having their own issues with respecting each other, driving this racing package on shit tires, feel like they've been winging it for years and throwing more road courses to compete with F1. It's just always something. I feel you. Colin, at Colin underscore with underscore cars. I feel like the season has been kind of a letdown after last year. Every week something weird happens and we we end with a green-white checker. At least this week we went the scheduled distance and that's it. Uh, Diane, Diane Earnhardt doesn't seem to be the same kind of racing at any track. Uh, granted there's been some rain, uh, tires seem to play a big part. Maybe Daga will change my mind. Let's add some watermelon to the track. Love it. Thank you for the responses guys. I am like, I kind of talked about with Jeff a little bit ago. I, I'm just, I, I kind of am left like throwing my hands up in the air right now. Like, you know, the same schedule basically, as last year, you know, nothing changed really, you know, the, we start with Daytona, same three West coast, uh, you know, tra- tracks for the West coast swing, you know, Bristol dirt, Martinsville, like Richmond. I mean, no real changes and the racing just feels completely different. You know, there was so much excitement last year with all the first time winners. Okay. I get that part of that played a role with the new car. Everyone's still getting to learn it. And you know, they made some changes, uh, better for worse. You know, that that's everyone's opinion. And I just kind of feel like we're, we're left here scratching our head after each weekend. Like, did I like that? Did I not like that? Where, where are we at? And we're, you know, we're almost halfway through the regular season. And it just feels very, very weird. And I just, I don't... Uh, I, I don't get it. You know, You know. like I said, here we're going to Talladega. Dover is going to be a unique beast because, you know, it's, it's a concrete. Uh, you know, then we go to Kansas, our, our first mile and a half since Atlanta, which Atlanta is, we don't know what the hell Atlanta is. Uh, you know, then it's Darlington. I mean, Darlington better deliver. Uh, I am putting a lot of faith and a lot of stock in Darlington uh, on on Mother's Day. You know, then we get North Wilkesboro, which everyone's going to be high on that because it's it's North Wilkesboro. Totally get it. You know, then we're going to go to the 600, and everyone's going to be pissed off about that because of the snooze fest. Then we're going to world, you know, uh, to to Worldwide Technology Raceway, and then we're going to Sonoma. So it is. It's. And then we've got our first off-week in Father's Day. I just, I don't see. And then, then Chicago Street Course. Like, it is, it's going to be an anomaly-type year at this point, I feel like, which, okay, not necessarily a bad thing, um, but definitely interesting nonetheless. And what, what will solve it? That's the question. And I think we just need to not have any weather issues. Uh, I think we just need to have drivers... Driving, And, you know, I know we all talk about, you know, we want the drama between the drivers. We want the passion, which is great, you know, and, and I do still want that. I all, of course, want that. Uh, but if we could just if we could just dial it back a smidge. Can, can we race? I mean, that's, I guess that's what it boils down to. I want to watch racing and enjoy the racing. And it's been a tough to do that. You know, I just man, that's. That's my long-winded non-response because I don't feel like I gave you one, but that that's kind of how I feel like we're at with the season right now. So um, there's that. And I, I agree with, with all of you guys there in terms of it. It's just been weird. Um, all right enough of that let's do some social media everybody make sure you check out the website the live trafficpodcastcom uh facebook the live traffic podcast tiktok twitch instagram twitter you know where it's at live pc please go tell your friends to give a follow i have been stuck at around the seven thousand follower mark forever it feels like and i want to give this prize pack away and i just need to hit a hundred more followers and We'll pick up 20, lose 10, and it's, you know, a step forward for two steps back and, and all of that, because people follow for giveaways and then unfollow. I get it. I get it. But go tell your friends to go follow At Lab PC. we have picked up some new followers though, and gotta give a couple shout-outs, of course. Jacob at the real Jake Palm, uh, sports info director at DCB. Tammy Lee at NAS 29 car fan from Oklahoma and a fan of Jimmy Johnson. Uh, let's see. We've got Jeff. Ooh, ooh, an Italian name. And as an Italian myself, I, I need to be able to, uh, to, to get this out. Uh, Jeff Maglachetti. At Jeff J. Mag's baseball Yankees fan. And we got Brock at Living in Camo, softball, be- softball dad, racing fan. Welcome to the show, guys. Don't forget, I got stickers and koozies for anybody. All you got to do, shoot me a DM, at me on Twitter, shoot me a email, fill out the contact page on the website. Tell me you want one, give me your address, send one to you. Uh, and of course, there's T-shirts, hats, all that good stuff. I did put out a tweet asking if anybody would subscribe through Twitter, you know, for extra content. That poll did not go well. Didn't expect it to, to be honest with you. But uh, nonetheless, I got free stuff for you. I always have free stuff for anybody. So, Well, not anybody, but I try to give away as much as possible. Um, Okay, we are going to try to do a Twitter Spaces this Friday. Lindsey's going to be out of town. She's going to Virginia for a wedding that she's got. And uh, I'll be home with Alden, so it'll be a later Twitter Spaces because I will have to make sure Alden is asleep on friday before we do it so if you're around friday probably around nine o'clock or so uh aaron brian both of them who knows we'll we'll get one of them uh on uh twitter and and hang out with you guys so come hang out there and all right i think it's time for this week's catching up with left traffic All right, Lap Traffic Nation. It is time for this week's catching up with Lap Traffic. Uh, This is uh, segment seven of doing this, which is awesome. And I am very excited. I've got two awesome ladies who are driving home from Martinsville on 85 North. Um you can follow them on Twitter at Lavon underscore C and at Crazy49. There's some Chase Elliott fans. I'm sure they were very excited. Chase Elliott was back on the track this weekend. Welcome to the Lat Traffic Podcast, LaVon and Donna, ladies. How are you?
2: We're doing great.
0: Awesome, excellent. How was how was race weekend for you?
2: Uh, we had a lot of fun.
0: Where Lots um, of fun? Did you Did you stay at the track? Where'd you stay? Did you go to all the races?
2: Uh, yes, we went to the uh, entire weekend: Truck, Xfinity, and Cup. And we actually stayed at a VRBO right outside of Martinsville.
0: Okay. How, so, how far of a drive did you have to the track each day? About
2: 15 minutes.
0: Not bad, not bad. So, I've, I've looked at going to Martinsville a couple times and, you know, obviously there's there's not a lot of hotel accommodations or anything like that in the immediate area. Did you guys find anything to do when you weren't at the track or were you, did you just hang out at the track most of the weekend? We hung out at the track most of the weekend. Okay, cool.
2: It's been Clarence's
0: eating. Say that again?
2: it a lot of Clarence's seafood house and having meals.
0: I could get behind that. There's uh, no All doubt up. about that.
2: They <laughs> have excellent food. so if anybody is looking for a place to eat in Martinsville, that would be a great place to try.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, was this your first race of the season that you guys got to? No.
2: Oh
0: no. No? Where, uh, where, no. where else have you been?
2: Uh, I went, I've been to Daytona, Atlanta, and Richmond. This is my fourth race this year. Excellent. And, and I've been to Richmond, Bristol, Dirt, and Martinsville.
0: Very cool. Very cool. And w- w- what else is on the schedule for 2023?
2: Uh, we're getting ready to go to Darlington next month. Awesome. And then I'll be back at Atlanta. We'll be back at Atlanta in June. Uh, I'll be actually in um Richmond in July and then Daytona in August. Darlington all the cutoff races. Oh so. that's
0: amazing. Very cool. I'm very jealous. <laughs> very jealous.
2: That, that's my gift to myself this year. Hey,
0: you know what? There's nothing wrong with spoiling yourself. I uh I can get behind that. I am Spoiling myself with my uh, SummerSlam tickets and uh, (laughs) event that I'm going to in August. Very excited about that. Um, All right, so Chase Elliott is obviously your driver's. Uh, How excited were you both to see him back on the track this weekend? Yes, very much
2: so.
0: uh, you know it we're also headed to Talladega this weekend where he is uh he picked up the win last year at the cutoff race there I believe so uh Chase might do some damage here early back into uh his his run here in 2023 um let's see here uh from from the track itself what did you guys think of the you know the the, the track facilities parking all of that you know rate you guys have been to a ton of tracks you know where where does Martinsville? from a complex perspective, rank for you?
2: Uh, I believe, well, Martinsville is one of my favorite tracks. Um, the The staff are very polite. Um, the facility, of course, is uphill. So there is, you know, walking, but they have handicapped shuttles. Um, and then uh, we had I'm a season ticket holder, so um, I had the first option on what they opened up this year called Premier Parking, and um, it was the best money I've ever spent. (laughs) Uh, If you've ever been to Martinsville, you'll know that it's pretty hilly and it's red clay, and if it rains, it is just a bear but um the premier parking is asphalt and it's right behind the fan zone
0: excellent excellent now that's that's convenience right there there's no doubt about that yes, yes. um how many martinsville hot dogs did we consume over the weekend <laughs> i had
2: two
0: two all I right all right hey not not bad not bad <laughs> No.
2: And it was they, my first one. And it was Donna's first one. Excellent. But they sold out Friday night at the truck race. They sold out of hot dogs.
0: Did they really? Yes. That's crazy. It's, that's it's crazy. They
2: have 70,000
0: hot dogs there this weekend. Wow. That's yes. that's a lot of dogs. Yes. That is a lot of dogs. Um, how did you guys become fans of NASCAR? Oh, gosh. Um,
2: Well, I initially um, was... Back in the 1980s, a friend of ours had a season tickets to Darlington, and that was my first experience with NASCAR in the early 80s. And then I've been a fan ever since.
0: Isn't it crazy how just you know someone someone takes you to one one event, and you know fans for life. There are so many stories like that out there, uh, which is which is awesome. I love everything about that. Um, let's see, what else can we talk about here? What'd you guys think of the actual racing this past weekend? You know, social media was, uh, uh, I'm not going to say split cause it definitely wasn't split based on what I was seeing. Uh, definitely some critiques out there, but, uh, being there in person, what, what'd you think of the actual racing? Well, Friday night
2: was a little bit of a disappointment of, Especially with the weather and how everything turned out. Sure. Um, they should have slapped some rain tires on those trucks and kept on going.
0: Right? <laughs> well, yeah, they waited after, way too long. After the storm. After uh-huh. the storm. After yep.
2: the storm. Yep. Um Saturday, it was okay. Yesterday, I would say it was okay. Being at the track, I, you know, we didn't watch it on TV, so we don't know what TV showed. But um, if you were at the track, there were battles going on throughout the field rather than just out the front. Sure. At the front.
0: Sure. Uh, one of the so that of the, is that's go ahead. Sorry. One of the biggest complaints was you know inability to pass. Could could you see you know how did passing look like to you being there at the track?
2: I think it's times it looks like they were unable to pass. I mean you. Pretty much, I looked at it like this. You had to set them up to pass them. Sure. Yep. Um, and, and us being Chase Elliott fans, that last segment, I mean, he started, I do believe, 19th and finished 10th. And he was making moves and setting up people as he passed them. So.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, that's you definitely needed to know what you are doing to be able to make moves out there. That's that's for sure. We no no Ross chaining as we uh called it. <laughs> yesterday. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well ladies, thank you so much for uh taking some time out on the drive. Hope you make it home safe and sound the rest of the way. Um I hope you enjoy the rest of the races that you get to. Hit me up if you'd uh, like to come back on any time during any of your other uh, race weekends and uh, recap for the listeners. I know that would be awesome and appreciate you, and we will talk to you very soon.
2: All right. Thank you for having us, Brandon. Of we course. appreciate it. Thank you. Take we'll care. talk to you soon.
0: All right, let's close this thing down with some lap traffic fantasy. Just a reminder, get your picks in 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Check the website to see who you still have available for your picks for Segment 1. Speaking of Segment 1, there are only four more Cup races to go, and we will have our Segment 1 winner, which is exciting. We'll reset for Segment 2. We'll get the cumulative points going, all that good stuff there. So lots to look forward to as uh, we are well into the mix on things here. Joining me, though, on the line, uh, he had one of the high weeks or uh, high scores this past week. You can follow him on Twitter at The Haunt Truth. It's Kevin Haunt. Kevin, what's up, man? How are you? Good, man. Just
3: uh, hanging out. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hang, hey, no, wrong. Just hanging out. Uh, do you get to watch any of the races this week?
3: Yeah, I listened to it on uh MRN on the way home from Nashville. So I got to listen to that and uh it was a uh, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, uh the so
0: You know, there's something about listening to races on the radio just like baseball. Like every once in a while, like even if you have the opportunity to watch it, like I'll just flip over to the radio broadcast because I need a change of taste with how I'm receiving the information and I love the MRN guys.
3: Yeah, it's, it's super exciting too. I mean, I know a lot of people are complaining about the TV announcers, but I always just try to sync it with the radio and it's just just as exciting, so.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what did you think of the racing? Uh,
3: I thought it was good. I try not to complain much. I'm just happy, you know, after 2020 happened, I'm just like, thankfully there's racing. So I try not to complain ever. Uh, I know.
0: I wish most I people in life had that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I listen to these podcasts, and everyone is just constantly complaining. I'm like, man, just be happy that we actually have racing to watch, right? So,
0: right. Um, I'm, I'm I'm with you. I can get behind that logic all day. Um, yeah, Kevin, you I and know I the, had the same picks this past week, which was which was that's awesome. surprising. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Because normally, like, I'm like, I can't piece a race together to save my life, so I am I'm going to take our our newfound uh here at least on my end so <laughs> awesome yeah so we uh we had hamlin john hunter and majeski uh who did very well for us um a lot of the league took william byron uh and got burned otherwise it would not be as favorable for us but uh yeah william byron hurt quite a few players in the league uh but that said there's still uh like i said four four more weeks to go which side note um the truck race at north wilkesboro will count towards segment one that's all we'll be picking that weekend is the trucks and that will that will conclude segment one for everybody there so just keep that in mind there um only 40 points separate 10th to 30th so you know Another week where half the league takes one guy that, you know, shits the bed. Uh, it's, it's easy to make up 40 points. I basically did it over the last two weeks. So mm-hmm. uh, keep them picks coming in. Uh, top 10 right now, Henry Fletcher in first with 883, Andrew Yu in second, 876, uh, G.R. Davidson in third, 885, along with John Atwinsel. in fourth, 844, Benton Wilson, fifth, 836, Matt Dabrowski, in sixth with 814 is Eldon. Uh, Chad is in seventh with 811. Mick Rose in eighth with 806. Steven in ninth with 805. And Kevin, you wrap out our top 10 with 799, my man. Very nice. Finally. Yes, right. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Bonus points. Andrew's got nine. Uh, we got Benton, GR, Henry, Matt, and Rob with four. A lot of, or with five, lots of fours, all that good stuff. So uh, keep those bonus points with your picks. For your winners and uh, week high gets a bonus point as well um let's see anything else man before we get to the picks
3: uh no i mean i just been i started out the year like in the 50s and then i started i tried to get a little um thinking thinking about too much and I started trusting it's odds makers and so i have a little strategy behind what i do and so i'm happy to see it's working excellent now so
0: my my strategy is you know I everyone burned through some picks uh, early on and don't have maybe some drivers available where where you know I used Martin Truex a couple times you know so I, I'm playing the attrition game here <laughs> it's hoping that it works <laughs> out for me oh man well sir what do you say you ready to do some picks let's do it all right lap traffic fantasy players we are going back Super Speedway racing and headed. To Alabama. Chevy swept the races last year with Chase picking up the fall win and Ross picking up the spring race. Could Chase find himself back in victory lane just two races back from his injury? Uh, Don't forget about some potential spoilers. Michael McDowell might be one of the best plate racers around right now. Corey LaJoy almost won at Daytona. Eric Jones and Bubba Wallace always seem to find their way up to the front as well. With just four races to go in segment one, do you get a little risky? Do you play it safe as we head to the high speeds? And who knows how many big ones this weekend at Talladega? Uh, Who gets to victory lane? We'll find out. First, it's time for our picks. No truck race this weekend. Um, Kevin, who are you going with for the Xfinity Series?
3: Uh, I'm going to keep it chalk, actually. I'm going to go Austin Hill
0: uh that that is that is my pick as well i mean it's kind of hard not to uh just trying to trying to play it safe (laughs) (laughs) he
3: dominates too so
0: yep yep uh all right cup side who are you going
3: uh i'm gonna go with ryan blaney
0: okay you got that's a that's a solid plate racer as well uh i don't think very many people have ryan blaney left so uh that that could that could bode very well for you sir I hope so. I, I'm i going to stick with the Chevy family, and I am going to assume that William Byron will not have the lackluster week this coming week as he did this past week, and I'm going to go with the 24 of Ryan Blaine. Nice. All righty. Well, sir, thank you very much for uh, calling in. Enjoy the rest of the trip, and uh, maybe we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, man. We'll see you. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to be a wrap for episode 309 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Check out the website, laptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. Huge thanks to the legendary Jeff Striegel for calling back in. Uh, huge thanks to LaVon and Donna for this week's Catching Up with Lap Traffic, and for Kevin for calling in for some Lap Traffic Fantasy. We'll see what we can put together next week. Uh, It's Talladega. Uh, I mean, speaks for itself, does it not? Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya.